The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Hallelujah. Happy Easter, everybody. Say happy Easter to your neighbor to the left and and to the right. So today we are looking at this same Jesus, this same Jesus. And um, our text is from um, the book of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verse 11. Acts 1, 11. The lead up to the story is this. Jesus had resurrected. Jesus is alive and well. So Jesus' resurrection led to a lot of excitement. He revealed himself to people. He healed the sick. He, you know, performed miracles, um, acts of catching multiple fish, and all sorts of things. Now, between resurrection and the time Jesus left, was taken up into the heavens, was 40 days. So for 40 days, Jesus was on earth, mingling with the disciples, showing up at their meetings, casting vision, telling them this is what's going to happen, that is what's going to happen, and, 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 and all that. Now, Jesus said to them, I'm going home. They went, they escorted him, if you will, to Mount Olives. And on Mount Olives, after the blessing, after the all the vision casting and the blessing and everything, Jesus was taken up in the clouds. Now, when Jesus was taken up in the clouds, imagine how stunned the disciples were. They were just looking and looking and looking. They were stunned until Jesus was taken away from them. Now, many times when God does something that miraculous in our lives, we are stunned, and, and we are fixated, and we are just st stuck. In fact, we want to build a tent. We want to pitch a tent at that, at, that, at that place. But God is saying to you, there's more in God. There's more in your destiny. There's more for you. Just like the mountain of transfiguration. In the mountain of transfiguration, the disciples, when they saw the glorified Christ, they, they, they said, let us pitch a tent here. One, one for you, one for Moses, one for, for Elijah. Who will be outside? Don't worry about us. Let's just stay here. Many times, God has done an amazing thing in your life. You just want to pitch a tent there. But God is saying to you, there is more. There is more. There is more in God. Move forward. That's where our text kicks off from. In, in Acts 1.11, after they were so dazed, if you will, two angels appeared to the disciples and, 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 and said to them, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who, you, who was taken up from you into heaven will come in like manner 
as you saw him go into heaven. Everybody say this same Jesus. This same Jesus. The same Jesus. Not a, a spirit of Jesus. Not another Jesus. Not another Savior. The same Jesus. And that is so important. This same Jesus. The one that lived on earth. The one that walked with the people, the one that healed the sick, the one that raised the dead. This same Jesus, I mean, and that is so important, and that's so powerful. This same Jesus, not the buried one, not the dead one. This same Jesus, the Jesus that was and is is still the one that will be. Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. This same Jesus. The same Jesus. The same Jesus. The same Jesus. Imagine Peter's mother-in-law being there. You know, it's, it's, it's easy for us to think of Peter, James, John, all the big guys. Now, Peter's mother-in-law being there. She was healed by Jesus. So when, when the angel said, this same Jesus, she, she, she was like, wow, the same guy that laid hands on me, that was healed, the same guy. This same Jesus. Now to, to someone like, like John, the beloved, or Peter, this same Jesus was huge because it is the same Jesus they followed, the same Jesus they loved, the same Jesus they lived for and we eventually die for this same Jesus. For us, it is important that we realize that it is no other Jesus. There is no other name under heaven given among men by which we shall be saved. This same Jesus. Everybody say this same Jesus. This same Jesus. Not another one. This same Jesus. Easter is by far the most important celebration for the Christian. Why? Because Easter is saying that your past is forgiven. Jesus went on the cross of Calvary and took care of your past. Your past sin, your present sin, your future sin rolled away. On the cross. I mean, imagine that beauty. Imagine that beauty. So, past forgiven. Now, Jesus rose again on the third day. He didn't stay in the grave. Hallelujah. He did not stay in the grave. He rose again on the third day. Now, Jesus rising again of the, on the third day says to you, you have a purpose for living. There is a purpose for your life. You live for Jesus. You live for Christ. Jesus said to the disciples, I am going to make room for you in my father's house. In my father's house, there are many mansions there, and I'm going to make place a place for you. So we have a home in heaven. So Jesus ascending, Jesus going to heaven. Has gone, to, has gone ahead of us to be the firstborn to create room for us. Hallelujah in our Father's house. So, Easter is 
past forgiven, purpose for living, home in heaven, Jesus is alive. So Jesus is alive speaks to the fact that my past is forgiven. Your past is forgiven. Not will be forgiven, is forgiven. You have a purpose for living. You have a purpose for living. You are not just a ruderless sheep. Tossed to and fro. You have a purpose for living. Then you have a home in heaven. You have a home in heaven. So past forgiven. Everybody say past forgiven. Purpose for living. Everybody say purpose for living. Home in heaven. Everybody say home in heaven. Jesus is alive. First Corinthians 15, 1 Corinthians 15, 19 says to us, 1 Corinthians 15, 19 says, and if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. <laughs> if our hope, I mean, if there was no resurrection, if Jesus is not rising again from the dead, that is so pivotal. So pivotal. It is the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. In fact, if you are struggling with your faith, I think the first thing you need to establish is, is, is to see beyond reasonable doubt that Jesus actually rose from the dead. As soon as you can see that, you are fine. As soon as you can see that Jesus is alive and well, you are fine. You are fine. And, and, you know, I've shared my journey with, with, with you. I mean, for those that have been with us for, for a while, you know, that there was a time in my life that I needed to question that. And I, and I embarked on a journey, and God, being so gracious and merciful, the journey led me to Christ, to the fact that Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. So, if Jesus were not alive, it means that your past is not forgiven. It means you are still in sin. You are still in your sins. But thank God we are not in our sins. It means you have no purpose for living. What are you living for? Oh, you think life is about having a good job and having a good family and having the good things of life? That's not the fullness of life. People have those things and they are purposeless. It is only in Christ that those things begin to make sense. It is only in Christ that those things begin to have meaning. And it means that there is no home in heaven. It means that there is no home in heaven. That it means we are hopeless. It means that we are hopeless. But we are not. Because Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive and well. Aren't you glad that Jesus is alive? Aren't you glad that you belong to him? I am. I'm so glad that I belong to Jesus. Because Buddha is not alive today. I'm not even saying it was fake or it was real, that's not the issue. That's not what I'm talking about today. Buddha is not alive. He's not alive. Mohammed is not alive today. I mean, Muslims will attest to that. He's not alive today. Krishna is not alive today. 
Moses is not alive today. Moses is dead. He's not alive today. He's, he's not alive. Shango is not alive. No, he's not alive. He's not alive. Opatala is not alive. Odudua is not alive. But Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive and well. Hallelujah. Philippians 2, 9. It says, therefore, because he paid the price, because he went to the cross, because he resurrected on the third day, therefore, God elevated him to a place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. In heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue should declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, God has highly exalted him because he paid the price. Jesus paid the price. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. When we look and see and, and know that it is that same Jesus, it is that same Jesus that paid the price. The Lamb of God that was slain from the foundations of the earth, that same Jesus is your Lord and your Savior. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that amazing? That same Jesus, this same Jesus, the same Jesus is the same. It's the same. The one that is worthy, that is deserving of worship. Revelations 5. Revelations 5 from verse 1. This is Apostle John speaking through his writing. He says, Then I saw a scroll in the right hand of the one. Phew. Who was sitting on the throne? Hallelujah. You know, you know the world sitting on the throne, right? <laughs> there was writing on the inside and the outside of the scroll. This is big. Stay with me. And it was sealed with seven seals. You could see the writing. You could see that the scroll was sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel who shouted with a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals of this scroll and open it? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. No one, no one, no one, no one in heaven, on earth, beneath the earth was able to open it. They said, who is worthy? Let the person step forward. Nobody, nobody could step forward. Nobody. Think of every other person that lived that claimed they are this and they are that and they are this. Nobody could step forward. Nobody could step forward. Nobody. 
the Queen of England could not step forward. Apacha could not step forward. <laughs> Bin Laden could not step forward. Obama could not step forward. Lincoln could not step forward. Buddha could not step forward. Guess what? Your dad could not step forward. <laughs> My dad could not step forward. Nobody. If you were silent, no one could step forward. And then, verse 4, I began to weep bitterly. And that translation says, I wept and wept. You mean there is nobody that is worthy to open this seal, this seven seals, and open this scroll? Nobody. I wept bitterly because no one was found worthy was found worthy to open the scroll and read it. No one. Not Putin. <laughs> Not Biden. No one. No one could step forward and open the scroll. But one of the 24 elders said to me, stop weeping. Hallelujah. Stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the seed, the heir of David's throne, has won the victory. Hallelujah. He is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals. This same Jesus. This same Jesus. And I saw a lamb as though it was slain. Stepped forward. And opened it. And opened it. Who is worthy? Who is worthy? You know, he did not. He, he, the, 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 the apostle, John, could see writing on it. Knew it was it there was a, there were there were inscriptions on the scroll inside and outside. He could see that the scroll had writings. It, it, it is not who is worthy or who can read English. Who went to school or who can read Hebrew? See, because many times we think it's because of our achievements and our you know, accolades that makes us worthy. Not who can read English. Not who can read Hebrew. Not who can read should step up. It's who is worthy. Who has paid the price. Who has paid the price. But the lion of the tribe of Judah alone. This same Jesus. This same Jesus. The same one alone was worthy and is worthy to open You see, and many times we look at our lives and we see the scroll of our lives tied up. Like, who is worthy to open it? Many times there are aspects of your lives 
that it is dependent on the worthiness of another to open. For instance, if you're single, you're a single lady, that aspect of your life called marriage is sealed. The question is, who is worthy to open this seal? You don't open the seal, the scroll of your life for every Tom Dick and Harry. The fact that the guy is fine does not mean he's worthy. He's fine, yes, but is he worthy? He can speak English and Hebrew, but is he worthy? Worthiness is so powerful that if we miss worthiness, if a generation misses worthiness, the generation loses everything. The fact that you like him, <laughs> is he worthy? Pastor, oh, I like him. He cannot out a fly. Is he worthy? Otherwise, you will be the first fly. He will hurt. Is he worthy? Or is she worthy? Yes, you're a guy. You know, I, I, there are different aspects of our lives that this applies to. But, I mean, there's, there's just um, the singleness <laughs> as an example. Check for worthiness. There's something they call roadworthiness of cars. You know, the fact that the car can do vroom, vroom, vroom does not mean it's roadworthy. There are people that they are animal in human skin. They are not worthy of your life and the sacredness of your scroll. Ask the question, are you worthy? Are you worthy? I mean, don't, if you say, are you worthy, of course, the person will say yes, but don't ask. That's a question that should be at the back of your mind. By the Holy Ghost, ask, is this person worthy? This life, this one life that I have, I'm going to commit to this person. Is this person worthy? Worthy. Worthy. And, you, and, and it goes on, and you can apply it to, on, to different things. Same thing with the deep things of God. There are depths of revelations in God. There are, there are depths of secrets with God. That God only opens it to his friends. Are you worthy? Are you worthy? They are, they, they, let's, let's take access to God. Access to God is not basic, can never be basic, will never be basic. It's precious. Let's take access to God, to the throne of God, to access to the presence of He that sits on the throne. Ah, that holds the scroll. Access to that presence. It's based on worthiness. But guess what? Jesus has made us worthy. Hallelujah. Jesus has made us worthy. So we have confidence by the blood of Jesus to come into that place that God is. To come into that place. We have confidence by the new and living way. We come into that holy place because of the resurrection of Jesus. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Because of the fact that that same Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. And says, oh, that's Femi. Let him come. That's Femi. Oh, I died for him. That's, that's my boy. That's my boy. 
And they're like, no, no, it's not worthy. Oh, it, it's this. Oh, it's that. He it didn't even make a first class. Oh, he doesn't even know how to speak English very well. He doesn't have his tenses correctly. He doesn't, yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus says, Michonu, Femi, come. And that is what he does for you. Jesus is your worthiness. Jesus is your worthiness. And because he is worthy, the lion of the tribe of Judah is worthy to open the seal and, and, and the scroll and break the seals thereof. You are worthy through him. Through that same Jesus, hallelujah, this same Jesus has made you worthy. Whew. So I come and I have access to the secrets of heaven, to the secrets of God. Because of my worthiness through him, I come boldly by the precious and eternal blood of Jesus. This same Jesus. This same Jesus. So, Acts 1.11, men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring? This same Jesus has been taken away from you into heaven, but someday he will return. This same Jesus. Now, think about it. Jesus was taken up to heaven. There's just, there's just so much, so much in this passage of scripture. It's big. Was taken to heaven. The question is, hmm, why didn't he just disappear? He could have. He has been doing that all these 40, 40 days was around. If he just walked through the door, through the wall, and appear, then if we walk away, we just disappear. That's 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 how he But on this day, he didn't just disappear. He was carried. He, he, he was carried away. In their clear sight, and they saw him. Why? I think it's because he's letting them know that I'm going, guys, and it's good that I go as I promised, so that the Holy Spirit, my spirit, will take control. Jesus, it's resurrection and ascension is to open the floodgates of the Holy Spirit for us. For us. So that we, by the Holy Spirit, can walk daily with this same Jesus. <laughs> Woo! This same Jesus. Ah! <sighs> Too strong, it's too strong, too powerful. This same Jesus. So he left physically, he will return physically. He went physically, he will return physically. A time will come when Jesus will return. When he returns, he's going to return physically, and the whole world is going to see him. Physically. He left visibly, he's going to return visibly. With the hosts of heavens, with the blast of the trumpet, as a champion warrior, he will return visibly. He left, the Bible says he blessed the people with 
blessing his people. He will return blessing his people. Ah, one of the things I look forward to, I still do, you know, <laughs> you know, and it's big in my heart, is the rapture. When Jesus comes, we are still alive. And the feeling of being caught up in the air, in the air, boof, you know, I can't wait. <laughs> I like to fly. <laughs> I like to fly. You know, so just, it will be beautiful. Everybody else be on, on, on the ground. I don't know Jesus. Who will, you know, go and meet our, our Savior, our Master, our Redeemer. You know, it's beautiful. So, you know, between the resurrection and the ascension, what did Jesus do? I mean, when we look at our lives and, and we say, between the time we give our life to Jesus and the time rapture comes, or if we are called to go to be with the Lord before Jesus comes, between that time, what should we be doing? If we look at the time of Jesus' resurrection and ascension, what was he doing? We can, we can take a cue, you know, from, from that. He did many things, but four things that can help us to get purpose and direction for our lives between resurrection and our own ascension, between when we became alive in Christ and when we be one with him, you know, physically in heaven. What should we do with our lives? Let's, let's look at four of the things that many things Jesus did. In fact, that can be a sermon by itself, you know, but four of the things very quickly of what Jesus did that can give us purpose. And the first is this. Jesus went about revealing himself to people. If we enter, people will be gathering, having um, prayer meeting or whatever, or eating or, you know, having a discussion. And if we enter to their midst and say, peace be unto you. <laughs> Imagine right now, you know, I, I just show up in your house while you're having Easter dinner or lunch. As you leave church now, you're at lunch with your family. I just walk through the wall and say, peace be unto you. <laughs> you know, what would you do? You know, supposed to be in this place why are you here so the first thing that we see that jesus was doing that we should do is between our resurrection when we come to christ and our ascension when we are raptured or when we become one with christ is to reveal jesus make jesus known you can be a banker, you can be a lawyer, you can be an engineer, you can be in politics, you can be the president of nations. Your number one assignment is to show up like Christ in people's lives and bring the peace of Christ and make Christ known. You can be a, a footballer, you can be a basketballer, you can be a musician, you can be um, an, whatever artist you are. Your number one priority is to reveal Christ. Make Jesus known. Jesus went out revealing himself. So the first thing we need to do is to reveal Christ. The second thing that we see that we're going to talk about, I mean, as, as, as a pointer, is that Jesus reconciled with Peter. So, yes, you are saved. Who is the Peter you need to be reconciled with? We have been given a ministry of reconciliation. So we see Jesus being reconciled with Peter. The, the, 
Uh, some people are so short-sighted that they say, oh, this person is my enemy, you know, and they just, pff. no, if you're a child of God, you need to be reconciled. Reconciliation is a total mystery in the sense that it brings peace to your heart and peace to your situation. To ever see Jesus being make peace with Peter. So what should we do? We need to make peace with people. We need to make peace with people. You can't be a child of God and in your office, you are the one causing the problem. You are the carrier of the gossip. You are the one causing division. No. Peace with people. So the first thing, we need to reveal Christ. The second thing, we need to make peace with people. That was what Jesus was doing. Jesus made peace with, with people. Even the other disciples that ran away, he made peace with them. The third thing we saw Jesus doing was healing the sick. He was still healing in that 40 days and he was performing miracles. He made them have a miraculous catch. So, so what does that mean to you and I? Use the supernatural to solve problems for people. Wherever you are, you're at work. Someone is sick. Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? Someone is going through a difficult time. Can we pray together? You pray in the name of Jesus and miracles happen. Someone is looking for the fruit of the womb. You're like, can I pray for you? You pray with them. Boom, they conceive. Hallelujah, glory be to Jesus. You are doing what Jesus did between resurrection and ascension. And the fourth thing, I can't miss this for anything that Jesus did, was that he threw a party. Jesus was barbecuing fish. The first fish barbecue was Jesus. <laughs> It was barbecue fish. So throw a party. While we are waiting for Jesus, throw a party. Enjoy life. If you missed the SALF series, the Secure a Limitless Future, the series, please and please go and listen to it. Even if you were part of it, please. It's like you, it's, you must go back and listen to it. You must have fun. Jesus had fun. He was really they said, boys, come. Are you guys hungry? Come, let us... It was barbecue. <laughs> Jesus was amazing. It was amazing. And Jesus would have agreed, you know, that Nigerian jollof rice is, <laughs> is the best jollof rice. Okay, that was the joke. You know, Jesus threw a party. Threw a party. This same Jesus, everyone said, this same Jesus. Acts chapter 2. Verse 36, Acts 2, 36, the word of God says, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made this same Jesus. Everybody say, that same Jesus. This same Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. He has made this same Jesus, this same Jesus, it was the same Jesus that brought sight to the man by the beautiful gate. It is the same Jesus that healed. It is the same Jesus that delivered. This same Jesus. Jesus is the same. He's a miracle walking God. He's a miracle walking God. He's the Alpha and Omega is a miracle working God. This same Jesus, as we said, I mean, and you're aware, I mean, by the grace of God, 
There's, a, there's an amazing move of the Holy Spirit in, in, in Costa Rica of, I mean, and, and, you know, people are hungry for God. You know, it's, 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 it's humbling, unbelievable. It is, it is, you know, it's a wave of the Holy Spirit. And by God's grace, we have, we have four churches in Costa Rica now. And it's, 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 it's spreading. I mean, the fire of the Holy Spirit is spreading. While in Costa Rica preaching, guess what? This same Jesus, without hearing what I'm saying, I'm speaking in English. I have an interpreter. And I'm saying to them, in the name of Jesus. And she's interpreting it. And I'm saying, I'm <laughs> commanding demons to fly out in the name of Jesus. And guess what was happening? They're flying out. In the name of Jesus, we lifted up the name of Jesus. And people came to Christ. Come and see people giving their lives to Jesus. This same Jesus, the same one in Nigeria, this same Jesus is the same one in Dallas. The same Jesus is the same one in Costa Rica. The same Jesus is, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ the same, yesterday and today and forever. It's the same. Jesus is global. Jesus is global. It's, it's global. There's a problem if your Jesus is local. There's a problem if your Jesus is local. Jesus is global. Jesus is global. Daniel chapter 7. Now listen to this. Daniel 7, 14 says, He was given authority, honor, and sovereignty over all the nations of the world so that people of every race and nation and language will obey him. His rule is eternal. Hallelujah. It will never end. His kingdom will never be destroyed. Never. So, again, over all the nations of the world, so that every people of every race and nation and language will obey him. That's how I know. That in the name of Jesus, whether you are speaking Spanish or you are speaking Russia, in the name of Jesus, every knee bows. Again, there's a problem. If your Jesus is local, you can't talk to Someone that is British about, about Christ. You can't. There's a problem. You're like, oh, these people, they have everything. Who says? They don't have Jesus. They need Jesus. You need to tell them about Jesus. Don't worry about how he shut their heart. That is his job. Your job is to talk about him. Your, your Jesus should not be local. And again, let me scale it to another application. So, let's say you have embraced the fact that you are to make him known. While you are on earth, let's say you have a business, you are, you are, um, you are making trade, you are trading cloth, you are fabric. Your fabric making should glorify Jesus, right? And through it, you should magnify him, make him known. True? Right. So, your fabric making, you should begin to think, how can this fabric making be global? Because my Jesus is not local. 
My Jesus is global. This same Jesus. So begin to receive vision to take your product globally because you need to take your Jesus, this same Jesus, that is worthy to open the scroll and break the seals thereof, that same Jesus, you need to bring him globally. Is it your service? Your consultant, your speaker, is it your service? It's been local. But you know that you're a fragrance of his glory. You need to begin to see that your Jesus should not just be local. Your Jesus should be global. Did anybody catch anything there? Receive clarity in Jesus' name. Should be and will be in the name of Jesus. So we see that all this is not an accident. Jesus is dead. No, it's not an accident. It was pre-planned from the foundations of the earth. Acts chapter 2, verse 23 says, Acts 2, 23, Him being delivered by the predetermined purpose and foreknowledge of God. Ah, Jesus was delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. You are taken by lawless hands and crucified and put to death. Whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. For David says concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face. Always, that same Jesus, always before my face. For he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Hallelujah. This was David. David was being prophetic. David was saying, I foresaw the Lord. What about us in the new covenant? What about us in the new covenant? So we see Acts 2.23 clearly that Jesus was delivered by determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. Now many, many of us, when you think about how Jesus was betrayed, you could say, oh, oh, it was Judas that was being greedy. Oh, Jesus too. Jesus should have minded his speech. Jesus spoke offensively. You know, there are people that argue that, that Jesus was very offensive in his speech. He was, I mean, it was very brutal. You know, he could have been more um, mature <laughs> and wiser. You know, when he's talking to the Pharisees, he, I mean, Jesus was saying, woe unto you, scribes. Woe unto you. You know, ah, you know, I got cool down. You know, maybe they would not have crucified Jesus. Jesus had a weakness. He, did, he, did, he was speaking very brashly. You know, a school of thought. You know, that he may not have died a premature death, you know, if he was a wise little boy, you know. And Judas had his role to play, and the way he was disgraced, he was hung on the cross, he was crucified, it was everything was by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. Wow. You may look at your life and it may look like a mess. God has sent me to tell you 
that you are going to be all right. <laughs> that I know what I'm doing. This is to tell you, it is determined purpose. Ah, but God, this everything looks like happenstance, looks like an accident. Look, no, there is no accident in God. There are no accidents in God. By the determined purpose and the foreknowledge. Everybody say foreknowledge. 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 I know my daughter will go through this. I know this will happen to her. I know they will say this about her. I know she will go through this fire. I know it is foreknowing. And I, it was a purposeful thing. Really? Can't it have happened somewhere, somehow else? Well, <laughs> it didn't. It was, if it's not, I said just purpose, that, that is strong enough. But it said determined purpose. Not just was it purposeful, it was predetermined. It was, it was not just pre, it was not purpose, it was, it, it was a determination behind that purpose. <laughs> you are going to come out on top in the name of Jesus. Death could not hold him captive. Even in the grave, Jesus is Lord for death. Could not hold him captive. Even in the grave, Jesus is Lord. Now listen to this. Verse 24. Whom God raised. God is going to raise you. Oh, no, 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 no. Crucifixion is not the end. Resurrection is coming. Oh, yeah, resurrection is coming. Whom God raised as having lost the pains of death because it was not possible. Everybody say it was not possible. It was not possible that he should be held by it. Death could not hold him captive. Even in the grave, my Jesus is Lord. Death could not hold him captive. Even in the grave, Jesus is Lord. 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 Even in the grave. Imagine when Jesus was crucified, nailed to the cross. Satan and his host felt, we had him, we have him, we have him, we have him. And we're checking. Is he going to come down from the cross? Is he going to come down from God? They provoked him. You saved others. Save yourself. They mocked at him. Is he going to come down? Is he going to come down? He stayed on the cross. Stay on your cross because resurrection is coming. Stay on your cross because you are going to get resurrected. He stayed on the cross. And when he gave up the ghost, they rejoiced. Danced. We got him. He threw a party in hell. Can you imagine? He came to bruise the head of the serpent. Now we've gotten him. That's what the scripture says. That they did not know. The princes of this world did not know. First Corinthians 2. They did not know. If they had known, they would not have crucified him. So they rejoiced at his crucifixion. People are rejoicing at your crucifixion. Just do like this. Like this. <laughs> because you are resurrected. 
but they don't know. Jesus was in the grave. Day one. Day two. The dawn of the third day. They must have been drinking themselves to stupor. And they heard a sound. It was the footsteps of Jesus. Boom. 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 And there, it appears that it's not only one footstep. That there are others' footsteps of hosts of heaven. And Satan ran, said to one small demon, go check who is there, who is coming. They did a, a roll call. Everybody is here. Who are those? And the demon came and checked and peeped and saw, and saw Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah, resurrected. He came, he ran, he said to Satan, you will not believe it. It's Jesus. As he said, Jesus, all of them fell on their faces. Satan gave that demon a knock. I told you not to mention that name here. He says, he's the one who, Oga, he's the one. He says, it's impossible. We killed him. He supervised his death. To people that thought they supervised your downfall, they will be shocked at your resurrection. Say amen. So they came to the, says, hold the gate, lock it tight, make sure it cannot come in. And Jesus got to the gate. And an angel let out a cry. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory will come in. He was scampering behind the gate. Who, who is this king of glory? <laughs> because we thought we had him. The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle, lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? They were sweating, peeing their pants by now. The Lord of hosts, he is the king of glory. Boom, the gates blasted open. Jesus took the keys of death and hell, bruised the head of, 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 of Satan. Let, the Bible says he led captivity captivity captive, is set free the righteous saints that were in paradise, Abraham, Isaac, David, and on and on and on. And it led a procession to heaven. Jesus, it's, it's there in the scriptures, led a procession of saints straight. Whew. When you resurrect, the gates of hell cannot prevail against you. The church of God is a resurrected body. The church of God is a resurrected body and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it because at every single time the instruction is lift up your heads or ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in. We are going to South Africa, to Canada, to Costa Rica, to United States of America, to Cuba, to Colombia, to Japan, to every nation of the earth. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. The Lord of hosts, he is the King of glory. Oh, hallelujah. And we see David. David is, is it 
was an Old Testament person that was living in the New Covenant. <laughs> David was in the New Covenant, literally. See what he said. David said concerning Christ, this is David that lived before Christ on earth, said he immersed himself in the new covenant. He said, concerning Christ, I foresaw the Lord before me. I, I keep God before, I keep Christ before my face. And because he's on my right hand, I will not be shaken. I will not be shaken. This same Jesus, I want you to understand that you are in the new covenant and you are a partaker of this positioning. So every single day, every single time, keep the Lord before you. I have set the Lord before my face. Set the Lord before your face. He's at my right hand. I will not be shaken. That is the secret to surviving storms. I've kept the Lord before me. He's at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Which Lord? This same Jesus. Ah, the one that is worthy to open the scroll and break the seals thereof. The lion of the tribe of Judah has set him before my face and is always at my right hand. I cannot be moved. I cannot be shaken. Everybody say after me, I have set the Lord before me. And because he's at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Say it after me. This same Jesus is before me. This same Jesus is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. I want to pray with you. If you are saying, Pastor, this same Jesus, I want to receive this same Jesus. Ah, I think this was like this. So I want to receive this same Jesus. Wherever you are, I want to pray with you. If you are online, or if you're in the auditorium, I want to just trigger it for you. So I'm going to count up to three. At the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. Even if you're online, raise it. God can see you. And invite him into your heart. One, two, three. Put up the hand now over your head. If you're in the auditorium, put up the hand. Put it up, put it up, put it up. If you're online, instructions will be scrolling on what to do next. If you're in the auditorium, I'm going to hand over to the RP. I'm just going to take it away from here. 